Hey, Pip, have you seen this? What? Hey, Amanda, have you heard that? What? Hey, have you been there, Jacinta? You're listening to the live podcast from Shire Pod, and we are keeping you connected to the Sutherland Shire community with this roaming podcast coming from a cafe near you. Good morning, Sutherland Shire. You are listening to the Bean There podcast. This is the live podcast, keeping you connected to the community and giving you your weekly local caffeine shot from a cafe near you. The Bean There podcast is bringing you the good news, entertainment, events, weather and local and sporting in the Sutherland Shire. But if you are listening to the replay of this podcast, we have no doubt that is going to be one of those conversations that you'd wish you'd been a part of or online for because you can listen live to us on the Podbean app and I think our our listeners are getting used to that now. Yeah, yeah, everyone's jumping on. It's really great. So we know that we know you know when you cross those bridges over the George's River and Alfred's Point to drive under the waterfall overpass, your home, despite everything that is going on in the world, this is where it's all happening. Now, do you know that? Because we've got a, a bit of an outtake with that, haven't we? With yeah. the you knows, you knows. <laughs> We're all learning our little idiosyncrasy and we are here at Georgie Porgies in Miranda. Why is this a special place, Amanda? Um, look, my husband used to work here. It's a really great place to um, really great place to come and grab a coffee and it's right in the heart of the Shire and, yeah, in Westfield. So, so we're going to unpack this because there's a lot of connections here today with all the people that are going to be on the broadcast. So in this podcast, we love to find those connections and here's how it panned out this week. We know that George prepares beautiful and tasty and nutritious meals and after speaking with the head of One Meal, who is a charity in the Sutherland Shire, Rob Cook. I just love how the cafes in the area have started to really take on and prepare and provide takeaway meals for the homeless and vulnerable in the, over the corona period. Everyone's really stepped up and got involved, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, completely. So another guest is naturopath Tanya Jones, who um, works just down the road at Unwind Health. And um, Pip met her through Shire Women, and she started helping her with her own gut issues. Which and, um, you used to at the hear about. Yep. So yeah, all sorted. <laughs> nice work. And we've also got nutritionist Mel. Now I can never say your last name. Can you please explain what that? How, how to pronounce that for me? On sure. live on air. Okay. Sure. Um, it's Mel Malpasans. Okay. See. We'll just let her say that one. I'm just going to let you say that. I love it, though, because I just call you Mel Mel. Um, now, she, uh, I've done the juicing program that she runs, and um, we've, you've also done the detox as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yep, I did the three-day one, I think it was. Yeah. And the next one we've got is Cam from Southside Local. Now, we've uh, been dealing with him for a couple of weeks now. We're very excited about what he's going to tell us today. And he also knows Mel, and they've signed up a deal. Uh, with the digital wallet. Yeah, it sounds great. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Really great one to hear about a bit later. Now you've got a special guest here with us today. We do. We have Dylan. So Dylan is our usually our junior sports reporter, but she um, is here live today. Say hi to everyone. Hi. <laughs> you might have to get a bit closer to the mic. She has gotten up super, super early. Yes. And she's going to be interviewing Penny, who is the owner of Zone Martial Arts and Zone Financial in Miranda. And she's also a shy woman and Jacinta's Sister-in-law. Everybody is connected. That's it. <laughs> so that's pretty much where it is. Now, now, have I missed anyone? I think we've got everybody sorted. So let's get on with it. So we are on level one of Miranda Westfield facing north into the Kingsway and the main road travelling east through Miranda opposite the Miranda Diggers RSL. 
Okay, on the rooftop today, there is a funny story about that. I had to take a photo because the sun was coming up over the city and it looked absolutely beautiful. But I thought I'd be really clever and go down the back entrance. No, can't do that till nine o'clock, people. Never done it before, never even tried it, but did have to reverse all the way back up. The ramp. It's too early for cleverness. Oh Just my don't God. go there. <laughs> I'm ringing. Go, what? How am I supposed to do this? Okay, so I might be a little bit frazzled this morning. My, my speech will eventually slow down. Um, <laughs> but there is not a degree of separation here this week. Now, we've got that interview lined up ready to go for Rob this morning, who is from um, One Meal. It's a non-profit organisation helping feed, clothe and support the homeless and underprivileged individuals and families, which is also supported by the Miranda Diggers. So there's another connection. Now, Rob is live, so he's going to be listening to his own voice. Yep. And possibly a cut-up version of our conversation (laughs) yesterday. I'm sorry I made you late to pick up your kids yesterday, Rob. It wasn't fair at all. I just wanted to know more information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when people have so much to say. Yeah. Now, they are one of four charities that have recently collaborated to form the Community Co-op based here in Miranda. Community Co-op Sutherland Shire is a collaboration of four local non-profit groups, One Meal Sutherland Shire, Hopefield, Arana and Shire Salvos. Yeah. Now, they are generously supported by the tradies. So guess who we've got coming in today? We do have Catherine from the tradies. <laughs> and she is the Community Relationships Manager and she'll be joining us about uh, and talking about the importance of providing not just food but a nutritious meal, which is what our theme is for today. Um, and it's for those people that are facing financial hardship as well as homelessness. Yeah, um, but the theme, but the first series is um, brought to you by the Local Business Award to recognise the business in the Sutherland Shire that go above and beyond to provide an ex- excellent customer service. There you go. Yeah, we spoke to Chris this week and his yep. team are getting all geared up um, for the modified version of the awards night and said that the standard of entries was nothing short of excellent. Yeah, hopefully he's listening again this morning. Now you would have seen in the leader, oh, look at this. And here is one I prepared earlier. I just earlier. to have one on you. I just happened <laughs> to have this on me that we are showcasing all of the businesses in the leader this week. Daydream Creative and Shire Pod, as well as the beautiful Caramia from Watkins Taps, who can be found on page 19. Go straight there. We're a bit proud, proud this week, aren't we? We should be. That's and great. why else would we be proud? Tell me what else happened for Shirepod last night. I don't know if you got the text message this morning. But I did. <laughs> well, the Shirepod new website is going to be launched today, so that's very exciting. Later today, we can, um, yeah, we can kind of share that a bit more. Can I tell you that she did it last night at two thirty-three? I know, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> She just had to send me a text message at 2.33. And say that it's all launched. It's all done. It's ready to go. Yes. Uh, But today we are here to promote the local businesses like Georgie Porgies and tell their story and their voice as well as curate some testimonials. So if you're in the area, come down to Georgie Porgies, grab a coffee and tell us what you think of this cafe. You can also share it online. So jump onto our socials and and drop it down and we can ask them. And if you're listening live on the Podbean app, you just throw it into the messages and we will... Shout it out, especially if you're another business in the area. During this difficult time, we know how important being appreciated is for business owners and staff. So it'd be really lovely to hear some feedback. Yeah, now we're doing a big thing on that. But over the past seven weeks, we've brought together over 342 is what I counted last night, small businesses and organisations who are still open and and committed to keeping you safe. So this word of mouth strategy is a community initiative by Shire Pod, the Sutherland Shire podcast station, and supported by Daydream Creative, Shire Foodies, So Shire, Southside Local, 
and you can find links in our show notes when we when we pop the podcast yeah. up. So we do want to thank all our listeners for the amazing feedback that we've received every week and hope that you're getting to know the ins and outs of your neighbouring suburbs and the businesses in your area and the local stories that have helped them become the thriving little villages that the Sutherland Shire has. Week we were in the leafy and welcoming suburb of Lily Pilly at Vitalo Cafe with Patty and the shout out to Patty yeah and the Green Caffeine team talking all things science, environment and well-being um, for our waterways. Yep, you can go there and download that one as well. But this week we're talking about the importance of nutritious food and impact on our well-being. So it is just a reminder that it's still National Science Week. We are encouraging our girls to get involved in STEM. But today at 10am, they are hosting a virtual live dive with Plastic Oceans Australasia and the Abyss Project. Yeah, they're taking students on an underwater adventure, all from the comfort of the classroom. So for more information, head over to the Abyss Project Sydney and uh, you can hear about it in last week's podcast. Fantastic. So now we're broadcasting today, um, it used to be a a sheep station acquired by Thomas Holt from John Connell in the Connells Point in the 1860s. And in 1880s, the farm was leased for smaller farms with a former homestead becoming the focal point for a village here in Miranda. In 1905, it was actually the Miranda Progress Associate, which we learned about in Sutherland, that lobbied governments to make the Sutherland Shire separate rather than being incorporated into Bulleye. Oh, wow, that's interesting. You didn't know that bit either? No. That was, yeah, we could have been the Illawarra kids. Happy, happy with the Miranda Progress Associate. (laughs) So Miranda was named after a character in the William Shakespeare play, The Tempest by James Murphy. Now, I'm still out to validate that one. I'm not quite sure. but We're not sure of our sources. Yeah, he was was the manager of the Holt Estate um, who, this is what, this was what it came out as, who said, I thought it was a soft, euphonous, musical and appropriate name for a beautiful place. So he also constructed the Como House, which burnt down in 1969 too. Just a bit of random facts there. Yeah, nice to know. But imagine in 1923 there were just five shops in Miranda. That's really (laughs) strange to imagine how there's like five shops right next to us. Um, There was a post office, a butcher at the intersection of the main road at Sutherland for Hacking Road, which we learnt during our broadcast down at Sweet Mayhem. Mm. Just a few weeks ago, the, we also learned that the first was Port Hacking High School. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm. It's the one where my mum went, to, my mum went to. Now, most of the development in the area was post-war with Miranda Fair, now Westfield's Miranda, opening in 1964. It was, for the longest time, the biggest shopping centre in the Southern Hemisphere. I remember that. So do I. Yep. Yeah. Some of you might remember a controversial land swap between Westfield and the state Ooh. government in 87. Um, and that enabled Miranda Fair to expand across Kiora Road. Yeah, the deal resulted in a retail giant acquiring the site on the southeastern corner of Kiora Road. That's down near where you are, isn't it? Yeah, down near Unwind Health. Um, and the Kingsway, which then earlier embarked, uh, was actually earmarked for a courthouse and a police station. Uh, so the, uh, the Shire president of the day, Michael Tynan, said the council was not consulted before the land swap decision and had been lumbered with poor choice of site. Can you imagine if we did that, that now? <laughs> when, I, when I read that, I went, how, how did that even happen? Yeah. That would never even happen now. Now, in 1994, there was an extension providing 107,000 square metres of retail space and another development followed and ended in 2013. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That yep. was a punish. Yeah, yeah. it was. And that then was you had to punish. find where all the shops were again. Yeah. That was oh, the punish. No. Yeah. 
The brains are so wired, aren't they, like that? <laughs> so the most significant event in Miranda happened back in November 1992, which was declared a great day for the Shire by Premier Bob Carr when Yay. the traffic lights replaced the accident-plagued roundabout at five ways at Miranda. I remember learning to drive and that was a nightmare having to go through that uh, roundabout. Well, it's right at the intersection of the Boulevard, which is one of the main roads, Kiora Road, Port Hacking Road, and uh, it costs more than $7 million to install those lights. I just, I'm gobsmacked with that. Seven million for a bit of traffic. A bit of coordination involved, I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, and 19 years earlier, the intersection was made a full roundabout, the worst black spot in the state for minor accidents, with NRMA figures showing there are 1,188 vehicles involved in crashes between July 98 and June 2000. Now, I don't know if that's a proud fact that we should be. No, it's like, well, <laughs> should we be proud of that? They needed to spend the money to do the yeah. upgrade. <laughs> we are about 24 kilometres from the CBD, and the postcode is 2228. Population is 15,284. The high density living with massive developments, unit style accommodation and big pockets of single dwelling homes that are being replaced by townhouses and duplex style housing. Yeah, and it's also home to the Miranda Magpies, netball and soccer clubs. But it was in October... Numbers, it was October 6th, which is my son's birthday. There you go. 1979, oh, 20 years later, <laughs> um, that Australia played New Zealand in their first full international match at Seymour Shore Park, Miranda. The game finished 2 all, but the members of the first team last year gathered with the current Matilda squad at Seymour Shore to remember the 40th anniversary. That was a really good, big day, that one. Yeah. And a review published on Homely in April 6, 2020, said Miranda had an enormous shopping complex featuring abundance of restaurants, uh, shops and fashion, culture and groceries, and an abundance of playgrounds to keep children entertained, but perhaps insufficient parking. So I'm. Um, there's a park... Um, in a very special, peaceful atmosphere. But note that the parks are not lush green like in the North Shore. <laughs> um, but one thing, uh, the top floor of Westwood Miranda does give us a stunning view of our beautiful Botany Bay and city, light, city lights of Sydney, reminding us that we are just far enough outside the hustle but close enough to watch the planes come in on a good day. So that's really a great segue to the weather. So we've got Miss Dylan here who's going to read the weather for us today. Welcome, Dylan. I made a minimum of seven and a max of 17 degrees. The day is going to be partly cloudy with 20% chance of rain. Saturday again, a partly cloudy day, but we are hearing into cooler temperatures with a minimum of seven and a max of 14. Sunday, the wind will be easing and with only a 20% chance of rain. It will be a minimum of 7 degrees to a max of 16 degrees. Perfect for my game of tag league on Sunday at Andacre. It will be perfect for that and good luck in your game, Dylan. So we'd like to acknowledge that we are coming to you from the land of the Darawal people and we pay our respects. Now, the reason why we want to tell you about the amazing history and locations in this suburb is because literally across the road, we have some fabulous organisations who week in, week out, volunteer their time to help in this same community. We are 
they're also facing financial challenges and homelessness, especially during this pandemic. So these people, just like those who lived here before us, are making some big decisions and taking massive action to address the issue of homelessness in the Sutherland Shire. Yep. And today we found a common theme amongst all of our guests, including the owner uh, of Georgie Porgies, George, who is serving up delicious, healthy and nutritious meals here in Miranda. Georgie Porgies is a cafe that proudly uses fresh produce, an extensive range of specialty coffees, milkshakes, teas and refreshing beverages to enjoy with your food. With gluten-free options available and always trying to accommodate dietary needs. Yeah, they really do. So welcome, George. Um, he's a legend himself. Um, thanks for having us here today, George. We'll just so the cafe is buzzing this morning, so many coffees going out, but coffee really is your thing, isn't it? It's your passion, it's what um, draws many of your regulars back. So can you tell us where where your love for coffee came from and where you source your coffee beans for the cafe? Oh, for the love of coffee, I don't know where it came from. I think I started drinking it when I was a little bit too young to drink coffee, but, <laughs> and I haven't stopped drinking it since. Um, our coffee beans are sourced from everywhere, so coffee beans change flavour due to seasons. So we don't have a specific bean that comes from one spot. We source beans from all over the world, depending on the flavours we want to get. Um, and my blend is my own custom roast, so oh, nice. nobody can get it but me. <laughs> Perfect. So do you have favourite... Um, what's your most popular coffee or a couple that people grab? Coffee, being Miranda, probably cappuccino, two sugars, large. Yep. That's our most popular drinks. But slowly, slowly, people are starting to drink more black coffees. Yep. Um, starting to get more into your single origins and different kind of uh, flavoured coffees, I guess. Yeah, fantastic. I know I love your hot chocolates. You kind of put them together yourself and they're really well, chocolatey. We do use straight Belgian chocolate. Yum. So it always That's tastes why. better. <laughs> So today's podcast theme is set around nutrition and fooling our bodies. So I know you guys use really um, fresh, vibrant, nutritious ingredients that not only look like pieces of art, but actually taste pretty fantastic. Yep. So where do you get your inspiration for your food, like new menus, uh, new menu items, and like this just a overall style of food you like to serve? Well, we've got a lot of customers that are gym people um, that yep. do come through the shop and a lot of gym owners. So we do have a lot of chats to those people, sort of see what the... Uh, I guess the new on-trend for dietary requirements are for people. Yeah. Um, we work closely with a few nutritionists as well who to help us put some packages together for people as well here, um, especially when we're trying to make a balance of our meals, make sure the proteins, the, uh, the fibres and everything is sort of that correct balance to make it a decent meal. Yeah, that's really perfect. Yeah. And that's something that people will come back for, especially, you know, um, working in Miranda. If they know they can come and grab a decent, healthy lunch that tastes great, then... Um, that's really good. Yep. Same with our cakes. We've got a few paleo ranges, so they're gluten, sugar, and dairy-free. <laughs> um, that's what I was just going to go to. So those sweets look absolutely fantastic through that glass. I've been staring at them <laughs> since I walked in. I'm sure Dylan has her eye on a cupcake. She's always a fan of a cupcake when we come and visit. Um, so do you, with the cakes, do you source them locally or make them or a variety of that? Yeah, so some of the products, I mean, like the croissants, which are a little bit harder to make ourselves, we yep. source them. But majority of the stuff in our display is now homemade. Perfect. Shop made. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks absolutely delicious. So much passion. So the hospitality industry has pretty bad by COVID. So how are you guys trying to get through it and try to thrive through this time? Uh, it's a hard one though. Um, there isn't much you can do really. You're just working into it daily, uh, trying to keep different specials going, yep. keep people happy. Um, we've always been quite large on customer service and yep. I think that's sort of helped us maintain our customer base. Yep. Most of my customers that come through here are more like family rather than customers. So Yeah, they know met, all the staff's names yeah, and a bit we know about all their them. names. I mean we see yep. people crossing the road and we start making their coffee before they even get here. So <laughs> you know what they that want. Helps. 
Yeah, you don't have to wait and then they're happy. Yep. Yeah, so you really are the face of Georgie Porgies and it's quite community-based. You sport the Sutherland Shire Football, uh, Football Club, which is great, but you also often get involved in the world's greatest shave. So that supports um, blood cancer research. Yep. One year you actually shaved off your beard, I think. My beard and my head. And your it. hair, yeah, yes. I'm going to grow it again. So I started growing my beard about two months ago. Yep. And they're going to go again. So next year for March, we'll do my head and my beard. And I've got some of my staff on board. One's got a pretty ginormous rat's tail growing out of the back of his head. So he's going to shave it off too. Getting ready for that. That's yep. a great support. That's it's a going. great cause to support. Have you done that for many years or was there a reason behind? I've uh, been doing it for about seven years yep. on and off. Um, probably five years out of that we've yep. been doing it. Um, just something to do, something to help people. Yeah. It's a really uh, we great do stuff course. for Movember. I might dye my beard this year for Movember. Oh, what colour are you thinking? I have no idea. We'll leave that to the customers to decide. <laughs> something bright, I think. That would look really bright. good. Um, yeah, so is there anything else you want to share about Georgie Porgies or, you know, anything about your why you wanted to have a cafe all those years ago or you just think that's crazy? Just customer service. <laughs> just the customer service side of things. Yeah. So I just enjoy talking to people, meeting yep. plenty of people, getting to know people, yep. uh, building great connections. And, you know, in the Shire there is less than one degree of separation between everybody. We so. are learning that every podcast. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Point so. one two five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, I think that's why people do come back because there is that kind of community feeling about it and all your staff are fantastic. So, yeah, that's really great. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for letting us take over this corner of the Not cafe this morning. Um, and I look forward to some yummy breakfast. What do you recommend? What am I going to have for brekkie after the podcast? Bacon and eggs or yep. an om- omelette. Ooh. Omelettes are good. Yep, that sounds good. Dylan no. likes omelettes, don't you? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Have a good awesome. day. Awesome. Yeah, you too. Okay. So we've had Catherine join us from the Tradies, which is really good. good. Second One Meal is a local charity that's run completely by volunteers, and every week they go out to the markets at Flemington and pick up a ton of fresh produce that is distributed along with non-perishable goods in hampers families that are doing it tough. Now, we have spoken to uh, other organisations like Kingsway Care, Karen from Project Youth and Michelle from Care and Concern in the previous weeks, who not only provide those home-cooked meals to our homeless and rough sleepers, but they give them the connection that humans need and crave. Isolation has certainly been devastating in the last couple of months, and the effects on mental health have been apparent, especially with the unemployment, the homelessness and the financial hardship. So I'd like to uh, just tell you a little bit about Rob. He heads up one meal and he's recently collaborated with the Arana Hopefield and Miranda Salvation Army to form the community co-op. Together they're providing home-cooked nutritious meals, food hampers, breakfast packs, clothing and support services such as housing, financial counselling and employment opportunities. Now I had to fit all of that in because what he told me yesterday was just incredible about the the impact that they're having because of this combined charities getting all together, which has been, you know, it's just unheard of. Normally they're sort of running in their own lane, but these lot have actually got it all together. So it was started in December 2014 as a one-off street service uh, for Christmas treats which I found incredible. And now it's just grown as you'll hear in this interview. I'm here with Rob Cook at the Tradies and he heads up One Meal. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. 
he's also a part of a collaboration which we're going to be talking about that is helping the Shire. Uh, so I'm going to leave it to you, Rob, to explain what it is that you do and why. Okay, well, um, I head up uh, One Meal. We're a local charity. We're, in fact, a charity that operates across Sydney, um, including locally here in the Shire, uh, where we have three weekly meal services. Um, so One Meal was established back in 2014, um, initially with a one-off service at, at Christmas. That one was uh, in the city. Anyway, that service became, uh, it was initially a one-off, it became monthly and shortly after that weekly, and One Meal has grown out of that. Um, one Meal now has, uh, runs 10 services, all but a couple of them uh, weekly. So we've got services at uh, Ambervale, Blacktown, Kingsgrove, Riverwood, Darlinghurst, Miranda, Cronulla, Sutherland, and over uh, a couple on the northern beaches, Manly and uh, another at Warriwood. Um, Warriwood and Kingsgrove are fairly new. So, so what is it then that you're actually doing? Like, All right, so in, in simple terms, our, our meal services um, provide, obviously, meals for um, anyone who is in need. Um, obviously, given our, meals are held, our meal services are held quite often um, in a community hall or in a car park. A lot of them are outdoors, um, where we, we set up with a marquee and a, and a band, that sort of thing. Um, so we're targeting with those, uh, the vulnerable vulnerable end of the spectrum, I guess. Um, we get quite a lot of people who are homeless, um, right through to, uh, to people who you know, have accommodation but are struggling to make ends meet. Yeah, One Meal offers, uh, we offer whatever help we kind of can. Yeah. Um, food is food is at the centre of it, of course, but we try and create, you know, com- community and a bit of, a bit of connection. Um, you get to know your patrons over time um, and that's important, you know, because a, uh, a lot of the issues with homelessness and, and that sort of thing, it creates social isolation. Um, so, you know, we try and, we try and deal with that with that also and provide a bit of a bit of connection and, and bring people together in that way also so that's important um coronavirus has put a bit of a hole in that really where our services have moved to um takeaway obviously to try and avoid avoid encouraging people to gather which um you know, it's not what we wanted to do, but, you know, we've got to do what we've got to do. One Meal's fairly well hooked up, mm. certainly locally, in terms of our engagement with the community. We're mm. really quite well supported um, by the community generally, and and we've got, um, you know, sponsors and supporters um, locally here also. So with um, demand doing what it did with, with COVID, um, seeing slightly less demand on our on our regular service and a bit of a change in terms of who was coming um, but we saw we saw our, our network and networking with other charities it, it was fairly clear that the demand was elsewhere not so much for what we were doing um, with our meal services but in the hamper sort of space so we we tossed it around for you know, not too long with a few of the charities that we work fairly closely with and decided that we'd um, join forces and uh, we put together what we call the Community Co-op. <coughs> community Co-op is a program that One Mill's involved in, right? So Community Co-op's a collaborative affair between there's four charities involved. So 
with um, Hopefield Services, Arana and um, Shire Salvos. So um, what we've done is we, we've sought you know, support from uh, Sydney Markets and uh, we, we go out there every, every Friday morning before the, before the sun gets up and um, we you know, visit all the wholesalers and uh, they know us all out there now and um, they help us out with, with fruit and veg. And what does that look like? What does help look like when you're out there? Oh, the markets is a crazy place. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome place. <laughs> um, it's got an energy all on its own. Yeah, and 500 forklifts all yeah. going in different directions all at once. It's a crazy place, but um, the guys out there from every corner of the earth, it's mm. it's one of the most diverse places you'll find anywhere. And, um, you know, but they're also, they're also generous, really. I mean, if there's something that's common about the guys at the markets. They're all um, they're all generous. One meal is entirely entirely volunteer, um, and you know we provide some good bang for buck in terms of uh, how we use our how we use our money. We don't have uh, you know a corporate structure or any of that sort of thing um, in terms of. Our money doesn't go on admin so much. Mm. So, you know, if you give us a, a a box of fruit, you know, we're simply going to give it to people. We've got a, a group of people who, you know, put a bit of time in um, and distribute things. And, and there's no. We, Is we this a good time to mention the tradies? Well, the, the, yeah, sure. I mean, the, the tradies. <laughs> I mentioned we get a lot of support um, locally. Yeah. In the shire and. Um, you know, tradies would get a, a very early mention in that in that conversation. They've they were one of our first, uh, probably our first supporter. One meal here in the Shire. Um, We've got Karen coming on next, and she's yeah. going to be talking about you. So, is there something that you'd like to say about how they have supported you in the campaign? Well, yeah, Kath Kath has been great right from the get go. Um, I. Uh, I don't quite know how it came about right from the right from the start, but I believe Kath approached us and simply wanted to support <laughs> wanted to support <laughs> what we were doing. Um, and you know, the tradies have supported us with the, their club grants program. They've run food drives for us. They've done all sorts of things. Um, they they helped us set up. Uh, we got a, the full commercial fit out in a in a van. We managed to fundraise and, and purchase a couple of years ago for the Sutherland service. So uh, non-COVID times, it's a sit down, it's a sit down meal. Um, so you know, trestle tables and bench seats and that sort of thing. But cutlery, plates, cups, thermoses for tea and coffee, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, you got to get around somehow. But we also try and stock in the van. You know, sleeping bags and. But we're going to welcome Catherine now, and we want to ask her a little bit about her involvement because I did give you a bit of a rundown about one meal. But tell me what it is that the tradies are involved in. Yeah. So. We've been involved with uh, Rob and Matt from One Meal Sutherland Shire for a few years now. Um, we actually read about their what they were doing in the leader and reached out to them because I, I just thought it was a fantastic cause. And so for a few years now, we've 
been um, financially assisting One Meal Southern Shire and also um, doing things like in winter doing a appeal where our members and, and mm. staff bring in things like blankets and non-perishable foods and, and Christmas time we we gave them gift vouchers to do things for their Christmas meal. Um, so the connection with Rob and One Meal has been for a few years now and when our club was forced to shut down in March due to COVID, um, I received a phone call one day from Rob saying that they were looking at starting the community co-op and um, and the organisations that he was forming that with, we had also previously worked with. So we knew them all really well and and we were really keen to get on board. And so they got it up and running and um, then sort of called me again and said, "How do you have any staff that would like to volunteer? We have a, a really strong volunteer program within our, our staff and um, they all do it in their own time. Last year, we did over 2,000 volunteer hours in our local community. Wow, um, which that's is, incredible, isn't it's it? It's something we're really proud of and it, it's just a part of our culture now. Um, mm. It's a really important part of um, the staff just get so much out of it. Yeah. You know, it's not something we force them to do. They just love it. Um, okay, so tell us what it is that the uh, volunteers get out of um, yeah. working. Look, that... It's amazing because we, we have a quite a young workforce, um, a lot of 18 to 25s, and, and I often talk about how that age group can get a really bad rap in being quite selfish, um, and we've found the exact opposite. Our, our highest volume of um, volunteers are our 18 to 25s, and they just... They, they, when they go and volunteer for the first time, they always come back to me and say, I just didn't realise how much I would get out of that. You know, I love seeing, it was a real perspective for me, seeing how much tougher other people are doing it. Um, I just got such a sense of accomplishment, helping people, and that they just get a lot out of it. And, and I think it helps us as a business as well because they're, um, particularly with the community co-op, we have six staff every Tuesday and Friday go and help the community co-op for two hours each week. And they just have an absolute ball when they're there. And the co-op people love having them. Um, I think they entertain them quite a bit sometimes with some dancing and other things. So, um, yeah, it's just something that I think for them it, it's more than just part of the job. Mm. It's something that, you know, a lot of them get out of it. And, and I really take my hat off to them because some of, these, some of our staff are full-time workers, have families, a lot of them study at uni and work and still are finding the time to volunteer. So it's just such a great avenue. And I think those intangible um, skills that you're creating for them uh, by giving them the opportunity to, uh, to volunteer with an organisation really sets them up for later in life when Absolutely. you start to work out what who your community is and yeah. what you need to do Definitely. for some of the people in your community. Um, can you share what it means um, for the people that you're actually helping? So the actual homeless people, because you're not dealing with them directly, but you will no. be getting you'd be getting stories back. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I actually spoke to Coralie from uh, Salvation Army, who's also heavily involved um, during the week, and she was saying they just had a committee meeting and they've 
around about 15, the equivalent of 1,500 meals per week is what they've been providing to the community. That is unbelievable. It, it's amazing. And, yeah. um, you know, this just came about. And, and I remember when Rob rang me, I said, oh, you know that this organisation do this already? And I, I was concerned about the fact that they were potentially competing with each other. But it's been absolutely further, so far from the truth. Well, and, this, you know, that was the one big thing in the interview yesterday that I had with Rob is that he said there is no competition. Absolutely They not. are all collaborating together. They all are doing their little bit and um, helping each other out. Yeah. Uh, because there is no paid staff. Yeah. There is no, it's all no, volunteers. It's all volunteers. And one of my staff told me a story the other day when they were up there volunteering that this guy who obviously knew that that's um, at their base at Salvation Army where they distribute the food and this guy just walked in through the back door that was open and was clearly a rough sleeper doing it really tough and just said, I need food, I need yeah. help. And everyone just jumped together, grabbed grabbed things, sent them off and then, you know, had someone had a chat with him, asked him what other avenues they can help them with. And I know with Rob that's one thing that with One Meal, Sullen Chai, when they meet weekly on a, on a Sunday or, and they do other services as well, a big part of it is not just feeding them but that conversation and the conversations. Yeah. And, and the they, opportunities, like trying to cultivate the opportunities. That's right. And, and, and you them. know, Rob's helped people find housing, um, supported housing and help people get jobs and, and they've had a nurse come and, and do, um, you know, medicals with people to help them in that way. So it's so much more than just providing food. Mm. And we are so grateful for organisations like yours and for One Meal who are able to do that because I don't think a lot of us know um, what that's like. But um, I have, when I, in my research last year with a lot of the charities, most people are about six weeks away from being homeless. If, yes. they, to, if they were to lose their job or they were to, you know, some, some sort of crisis, like a health crisis was to happen, um, not many people can survive beyond that. So I think that the government stimulation has been really important this year to sort of float that. Would you Absolutely. agree? You- Look, what, what they said is that with COVID, the demand that all of their services had been asked for during that time was phenomenal, Um, such an increase. So how can members and visitors um, support you guys at One Meal? Sure. Um, So as I said, we've done things like um, non-perishable food collections before. We'll do winter appeals. It's a little bit tricky at the moment with COVID because uh, we obviously can't do a lot of those things um, because you're trying to avoid the multiple touch things. Um, We we are a drop-off point um, for Arana, which um, are part of community co-op and with one meal. And so people can drop in their non-perishable foods anytime they want at our reception desk which is open till 11 every night Um, but just by coming and supporting our club um, which obviously we've had 10 weeks of being shut down during COVID so it's been a tough year as well for the club industry and clubs do support a lot of community organisations. I just want to ask you can you tell me the figure you told me this last week which actually has down me but how much is it that you're donating back to the community? So last year we donated just over $915,000 back to the community, which yeah. I, I actually That's still awesome. get goosebumps I when goosebumps I say it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do it's too amazing. when I say it because it's a lot of um, community organisations that are, are really desperate for help. Um, but we also support sporting groups, which, um, you know, I remember talking to you and saying, for us it's not just about kids 
going out and playing sport and, you know, it's it's about the health benefits, the um, you know getting them off those screens and um, devices, and getting you know our board are very passionate about grassroots junior sport and getting them out there playing sport. It's great for their mental health. Um, I have a yeah. year twelve son, and I keep saying to him, "I know you're busy with sport uh, with school." But you need to keep going to training and keep playing soccer because it's, just, it's great it just for the mental health. It provides a real platform for connection as well, like being Absolutely. especially part of a team or, you know, going there seeing other people. Um, I mean, Year 12 have not had Year 12 this year. No, it's been a terrible so, year for them. Yeah. <laughs> is he okay? Like, is he? He's doing okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's a shame where his year advisor said, oh, they've really missed out their rights of passage, mm. which is true. But you know what? There's a lot worse people you know, I think it's something that you can get caught up thinking, poor me, but really there's a lot of people worse off. Yeah. Well, that's be a, fine. See, that's the attitude that, you know, we love to hear. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you are so giving and you've been so generous, especially with your time this morning and coming oh, no down problem. so early. Oh, that's um, okay. We will be putting Rob's interview in, but basically um, I just love his philosophy and that was, you know, they do what they can with what they've got. And Absolutely. with organisations like yours, you actually take them to a whole new level to be able to um, provide them, you know, with the, with the support that they need, both physical and financial, yeah. um, and then get them, yeah, out there doing what, what we can for those people that need it. Um, it's really important and, and there's a bit of a perception that the Sutherland Shire is an affluent area and, and yes, we... I think we, we're breaking that. That's right. <laughs> we're breaking and, that myth. You know, it, it's when you... when. When I started working this job several years ago, it was amazing, very eye-opening to me. The um, we have quite a high percentage of domestic violence in this area. Number as well. three in the state. So, which is yeah. yeah. So we're really proud to support a few initiatives around that space, and um, there's just uh, you know a lot a lot more things and support and organisations needed in this area than what a lot of people realise. Well, I think we're going to have to have you back on another podcast because you do support so many organisations across the Shire that we've got another five coming up and they're all connected to the, um, what we found is that you're everywhere. Like when we were over at Menai, you were supporting businesses over in Menai and then we were down Ningadine, it was the same. So A lot of the sporting clubs when I take yeah. my kids out to soccer and footy. Like, you do yeah. see the logo a lot. Yeah. Um, well branded. And look, we're really proud of that. It, it's you know, That's the purpose of clubs really though yeah. too, is to give back to the community. And so it's something that we're very proud of and, and happy to be involved. Well, we are encouraging everybody to get online today and do their reviews of the local businesses and those organisations that are supporting supporting the good people in the world doing good. So that's, that's going to be definitely the tradies. So Excellent. thank you so much for joining us no today. Um, we've also got our new club, our club at Bar that's just having a total rebuild while COVID was happening. And um, we're hoping to open that in October. And I know you're talking a lot about healthy things today. And um, we've got a We've got Anytime Fitness going into that club and also got um, a beautiful, fresh new cafe, which will be healthy foods and to go along with the gym and try and keep. Oh, so that's something to look forward to. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, we're going to get into that conversation now, straight into it. So Excellent. we've got uh, Tanya here from Unwind Health. She's our naturopath. But thank you so much, Catherine, no and problem. we'll speak to you very soon. Look forward to it. Thank you.
So next up, we have Kenya and Mel. So if you've just joined us, we are in Miranda at Georgie Pordy's in Westfields. Uh, the coffee's good, the conversation is deep, and the morning chill is slowly disappearing. It's being a bit more sunny out there. So now we've got Tenya. So she is a naturopath, um, and she's going to share with us today some of the health concerns, including autoimmune conditions, digestive problems, skin conditions, and hormonal imbalances, and the impacts of chronic stress levels on our health. So she's also a member of Shire Women, mum and wife, and has her own experience with restoring gut health. So welcome. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. So excited to be here chatting with you all. Yeah, we love it. So um, I'd also like to bring in Mel. So she's the owner of Detox Delivered and creates personalised juice detox programs. Um, They deliver fresh juices direct to your door throughout Sydney and most large cities on the Australian East Coast. So welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. So both Pip and I have um, actually done your program and found them very beneficial. Um, But that's not all that you have to offer. So you've got a range of other delicious health products through juice detox yoga retreats, held on the New South Wales coast. Um, So you'll be telling us about those. Sure. Now, Tanya, I'd like to start by asking you to share a little bit about why you became a naturopath and the types of health concerns that are related to the health for the gut. Okay. So I'll try and keep that story a little short because it can go on. But um, I guess like any like many different um, natural therapists, they all go through their health journey, their own health journeys, and that was mine. I thought I grew up pretty healthy until 19 and I um, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and I went on a very quick downhill spiral. Can you just explain what that is? So that's where your it's an autoimmune condition where your immune system's attacking your own digestive system. Okay. So it goes anywhere from the mouth all the way through. And um, I went through a number of specialists and was just getting sicker and sicker and losing weight and had to stop my job and spent at least probably six months almost bedridden. And um, eventually I just walked into a naturopath that was in a chemist and I had no idea really what a naturopath was, but I just needed something. And he put me on a heap of supplements, got me on a diet, gluten-free, dairy-free, and I started to put weight on. I started to have more energy and my doctors were astounded going, oh, but you're not a celiac, so you should be able to eat gluten. And in that journey, um, I've, I went through probably a 10-year journey of going up and down, being on medications, different gastroenterologists, and I've probably had about five or six gastros, and none of them have ever said about diet being important. Can I just ask you, how consuming is that in your life when you're having to deal with those health issues? It was, I mean, it was... I guess it took away from a lot of living. Mm. I don't have to remember, try and remember it now because I'm not in that space anymore. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to a gastro for almost eight years now and haven't had any medication either. So so what happened? Tell me what happened next. So I guess I was always interested in natural health and then my husband actually went to a naturopath and we went to a few talks of his and he had a microbiologist speak about the gut and the gut bacteria and I had just had a major surgery so it sort of hit a real chord with me going wow if I hadn't known this information 10 years ago how different would my journey have been so I was in retail at the time and decided I wanted a a change for life so I went to study to be a naturopath to learn for myself but I'd also just had my first child and 
they say like we do anything for our kids and mine was learning how to live healthier and so that I could have a healthy family and that my kids would have less of a chance growing up with an autoimmune condition. So that was a really big passion of mine. Mm. Certainly a driver, isn't it? Yes. Um, so what were some of the symptoms, like, do you think? Like, what, because this is what we wanted to talk about, is there's some, not, there's some um, things that people put up with which are actually, you know, completely related to the gut and can be healed. Yeah. It's really amazing what people put up with. Mm. So when I have someone coming into the room and they said, I've had a headache since I was 18 and they're now in their 40s. <laughs> so That's um, a long time. Regular yeah. headaches not normal? I, that maybe I should or see I you. Felt, <laughs> I felt nausea for 20 years, like, or... I've, yeah, they go between diarrhoea, constipation. So obviously the gut issues are quite obvious, but we still turn off from them. So there's the bloating, um, the stomach pains, the digestion, um, constipation, diarrhoea, and all those obvious things. Reflux is a huge one. Um, but it's the other things that we don't connect with the gut, which, you know, is really an education process for people when they come in because they come to talk to me about... Um, there's their eczema or their psoriasis or something and I have to explain well we actually need to fix your gut first and they might not have any gut symptoms and I I use a story one patient came to me with um, chronic um, sinus infections so she was on antibiotics constantly and we did a um, comprehensive stool analysis which is a special um, stool (laughs) test that we send off the poo and it gives us like they're testing heaps of different bacteria and microbiome within the gut and it is the worst report I've ever seen and she had no gut symptoms but she had all these overgrowths of bacteria that were just invading her body but it presented to her in her sinuses so we had you know that was going to be a big gut journey so other things are like allergies and intolerances that all comes from our gut so your hay fever that's Mm. your gut health um Frequent infections, so I see people that have had, like, get colds, flus or chronic tonsillitis, ear infections and things. All the immune system is around the digestive system. So if we don't have a good gut, you don't have a good immune system. Hormone imbalances, um, another one I see a lot of is joint inflammation and pain. Um, I love getting nerdy and talking about the specific bacteria that live in the gut, but there's one called Provitella, and that bacteria DNA, DNA has been found in rheumatoid joints. So, you know, there's a precursor that you can actually find if you found that bacteria in your gut 10 years before a rheumatoid diagnosis. And that's really exciting because you're getting towards preventive health. Yeah. I mean, in fact, so many of our chronic lifestyle diseases are all around inflammation and, you know, and gut. That's it. Yeah. So they're autoimmune conditions. That's basically not Even if they're not treated that way by the yeah. mm. And you found that with your, um, with your work, haven't you? Because you're, you're nearly a naturopath. So, yeah, I mean, as I said, there's so many different, um, you know, different illnesses that manifest itself that putting someone on a, you know, a very healthy anti-inflammatory diet, suddenly their their symptoms start to improve quite dramatically. Yeah, usually. And some people it can happen really quickly. Some people it takes a little bit more time, but they feel something quite soon. So, so can I ask what some of the treatment options are then? Like what, because uh, I love the way that you work. You do yep. this heal back the onion layer. Yeah. So in, I guess, what I've seen of people going to naturopaths before and probably some of my own experience, it's very overwhelming. Like you're trying to tell people the, how to live the opposite to how they've grown up for like 20 to 50 
years for some people. So, no, you can't eat all of those things and you have to eat all of these things and you can't live like that. So I find I want people to work with me to change their life long-term, not just go, okay, I'm going to see you for 12 weeks and all my problems are going to be fixed and I'll go back to, you know, drinking every night and um, eating all the gluten and everything. Um, It's an education process, I believe, and I want people to understand when I give them a supplement, why am I giving it to them, what it's going to do to them. And it's not a quick fix. Exactly. So I really want their buy-in with what they're trying to achieve. So it's about bringing in step-by-step processes. So I'm running a gut health program at the moment. And the first week, like everyone's saying, oh, where's my meal plan? I'm like, no, that's not what this is about. I don't want a perfect meal plan for you. This week, I just want you to drink water and have some apple cider vinegar in the morning. That's your task for the week. So that becomes a habit. And then the next week we add another small habit on. So I don't want them to do a 12-week program with me and then go, okay, I've done that. Um, This is about changing their life. Now I'm going to bring Mel in here because she runs a detox program, which is not that at all. So tell us how your detox program works. Sure. Well, interestingly, I mean, obviously my programs go uh, initially for a three to 10 day cycle. Um, But, you know, what I always maintain with my clients is it's not just about those, those particular days, you know, we're working in trying to establish habits that they continue beyond. And so, for example, you know, I would always encourage my clients to have a hot water and lemon in the morning. Um, and just just little steps, as Tanya said, just little steps and realising that not having a massive heavy meal just before bed, what a difference that can make on their sleeping patterns. You know, and if you're eating something lighter at night or, or having a, you know, a decent amount of stretch between your your last bit of food, um, and actually going to bed, how that can improve your sleep. And then if you're getting a better sleep, you wake up more energised and it's this, this, this roll-on, positive roll-on effect that then if you're getting better sleep, more energy, your mood improves and then that continues to influence your food choices. So it's a, it's a yeah, it's a pattern. It's a, it's a positive pattern and it's not simply about, I mean, to, to talk more a little bit about what the programs involve. Um, so if uh, someone would book in for a program um, and uh, they would send a questionnaire, uh, send back a questionnaire, um, and we create a personalised program for that, for that particular client. Um, so that might not necessarily mean just juice. Um, we also make, um, you know, soups that are all, you know, there's no nasty ingredients. It's just, you know, roasted or steamed veggies with beautiful stock powder. Um, we make our own plant-based milks. Um, so for particularly people that are used to having a lot of cow's milk in their diet, um, uh, you know, and, and, and use, you know, they, their regular eating routine involves a lot of milk. Um, even just switching to a good quality plant-based milk can help with a, with a lot of health issues. Um, we make smoothies uh, which contain avocado, so they're getting their essential fats. Um, we also seize, do other seasonal products. So, for example, at the moment we are pumping out uh, little immune juice shots. In fact, I've brought some uh, oh, here this morning. Do shots. Yeah. Yay! Let's do shots. Yay! I saw those. They look great. And I want to ask you more about those and how they help. Sure, sure. So we make them on with fresh turmeric root, um, optional pepper if people want pepper as well, um, lemon, ginger, and then apple. Um, so they're only sort of the little 50 mil and they're 
you, you knock them back and you definitely, if you're not already awake, am I cured awake then? then. Am I cured? <laughs> is no. that something that no, kids no, no, can no. have as well or is it just yes, adults? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Perfect. Yeah, I've got um, a lot of families that order them for the whole family yep and they'll sort of have one a day during the winter months to keep them to keep them well yeah especially um uh a friend of mine um has a son who's an elite swimmer um and he takes them throughout his competitive you know his competing period just to stay well yeah. yeah. So I know it, some people might be a bit overwhelmed thinking I'm going to jump in and do this three or five day juicing thing. Um, have you got any tips for people? I know when I did, I found drinking more water and kind of getting some fresh air helped. But yes. any other tips for kind of getting through and really enjoying the process? Yeah, sure. So we all, um, if someone were to sign up to a program, we send them a pre-detox plan. So preparation is key. Um, so if you're someone that has three or four coffees a day, and then you suddenly go cold turkey and start a juice cleanse program, yep. it's going to hurt. <laughs> no, you're, you know, the, the, the headaches, the headaches uh, and the yeah. caffeine withdrawal will, mm-hmm. you know, will, will affect you. Um, so, yeah, we, we um, encourage our clients to do a, a prep. So it was increasing your water intake, increasing your veggie and fruit intake, coming off uh, caffeine and other stimulants, mm-hmm. yep. alcohol, processed sugar, so that when you actually begin the cleanse program, it's not so much of a shock to yep. the system. Um, and then during the program, I mean, people often ask if they're, um, uh, you know, if they can continue working, if they can continue exercising. So obviously we chat with each individual client as to, you know, the, what their work and, and, and tra- you know, exercise training schedule is like. Mm-hmm. And then we, again, that's how we help tailor the plan to those people. I mean, we, we encourage uh, when you are doing a cleanse to have a more restful period than yeah. You would otherwise. I mean, I know that's very difficult for a lot of people who, you know, like myself, work at a million around. miles an hour well, and, and rushing around. I know when I did, I actually went down the coast for a long weekend yes, and took it with right. me. And I found that really great because I could actually be outside more and just you're not rushing around as much. Yes. So that was really exactly. great, which kind of leads me into you do retreats yes. down the south coast as well. We do. So yes. tell us more about that because they sounded fantastic. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, so it's normally um, a, a two or three night weekend. Um, and we gather a group of people um, and we stay at a beautiful, uh, you know, country rural property. Yep. Um, and each morning we, uh, we meditate, wake up for meditation um, and yoga. And um, we do cleanse retreats. So when you're on the cleanse, it was just like doing a juice program at home. Um, so we'd have your, your, your juice shots in the morning and smoothies and fresh coconut water um, and soup at night. We sit down for soups at night. Um, we go and do some hiking up in the bush uh, and also we do some ocean, walking along the ocean because we, we always um, uh, have a location that's close to the ocean. Um, and we do health talks, seminars, circles, um, and we just really encourage, uh, you know, so many of, <laughs> of our guests come away where they've just, you know, even even in a better headspace, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Just to better. chill, yeah. you know, just to lie back, bring... You know, we discourage the use of being on the phone all the time. We encourage oh, reading, you know, reading. I'm doing socials. Okay. <laughs> reading, you know, bringing books away. We have a, you know, a range of different health books available yep. um, to read. So it's just a really nurturing, calming, relaxing environment. Beautiful. We're obviously a bit restricted at the moment during yep. COVID yep. Um, in terms of the way we run retreats. Yep. Um, so that's obviously, yeah, a, 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 
a uh, just a bit of a, yeah restriction at the moment. Yeah, so if someone's um, wanting to actually um, see when your next retreat is or mm-hmm. get one get onto one of these juice cleansers, do they jump on your website? Like, what's, yes, the, what's the best yep. place to yeah, absolutely? So um, where we are at on Instagram at Detox Delivered. Very good Instagram. Beautiful photos. Beautiful photos. <laughs> um, she has a very and, talented photographer. And we. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a website which is still in the last bits of um, before it goes live. Yep. Um, but all of the contact details are on there. Yep. Um, and, yeah, or just pick up the phone and call me and chat through, you know, whether it's just, I mean, I've got a lot of clients that stay in touch who might have done a, a juice cleanse, you know, two weeks, three weeks, six months ago, and we just chat about how they're going. And, you know, I've got a lot of clients that after having done a juice cleanse, they then just order a batch of soups or just a few smoothies if they know they're going to have a busy week. Just It just takes one less step out of their, yeah. you know, out of their stressful lives if yep. they know that they've got something nutritious in the fridge that doesn't contain any, you know, yep. preservatives it's nice or nasty. It's nice and fresh and easy. It's really, really fresh. Cute. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Now, I just wanted to say I have to ask this question because uh, I spoke to Sarah Jo yesterday and, of course, her question is what do you do with the waste? Ah, okay. Ah, yes. Yes. Well, we, we have a few different uh, things that we do with the waste. So um, we've got four big compost bins. Um, we also dig it into our veggie patch. Uh, as soon as we do a bit of digging, the worms are just all over it. They love it. Um, and we've also partnered with um, Table to Earth, um, who are a local-based business, and they pick up the fruit pulp. And, in fact, I mean, if we were to be making other food products as well, there, there's a lot of cooked foods, even meats and everything go into this this bin and it gets picked up once a week and it gets taken to a facility and made into bioenergy. So it's fantastic. And then the waste product of that, so not only it's, it powers the, the Altogether, the facility powers like thousands of homes mm. in Sydney. It's fantastic. And then not only that, so the, the waste product that's created from that process creates this sort of sludge-like product, which is then turned into fertiliser. So it's nothing, absolutely nothing is wasted. Yeah. yeah. Now, you've, you've hit rock star status with her because <laughs> you actually deliver the juices in glass yes. that are recyclable. So you yes. actually go and pick them back up. Correct. And you reuse them again. Yes. That's just fabulous. Thanks. So you are literally ticking all the boxes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it's been great. So we're going to hang on to you because sure. we want to have a chat with you and Cam about your nutrition. We're going to talk protein. All right, but we want to say thank you for Tanya for um, coming in this morning and where can we find you and how do we get in touch? So you can find me at the Unwind Health website, so unwindhealth.com.au or I have my own website as well, tanyajonesnatchpath.com and um, or on Instagram and Facebook and I actually have a special little group in Facebook called the Gut Health Hub. Um, so I do a lot of weekly videos, so I'll pick a little topic and talk about histamine in the gut and um, do a bit of educating on that as well. So people are welcome to join up with that. And I do have a, um, a gut health masterclass coming up. <gasps> Tell us about that one then. So in five weeks, so it's Tuesday the 22nd of September, so if you're on my Facebook page or Instagram, you'll see it advertised soon. It's a gut health masterclass where I'll go through all about the causes of our gut issues how it's affecting our body and a bit about what we can do to start fixing it. Yeah. Now, if you've just joined us live on the broadcast, we just wanted to share with you that um, we are coming to you from Georgia, Georgie Porgy's Cafe in Miranda. And we want to say a big shout-out to 
Defray who is listening and saying thank you, Tanya, for your contribution. She is a shy woman. She turns up uh, once a month to our little mini board meetings, has a good chat. How could I miss it? <laughs> you can't so fun. miss it. It's so much fun. We also want to say hi to uh, NDM. We've got Matt, Matt online. We've got Jonesies and Steph J and Kitty K and Mark who is Penny's husband and he's coming up. So that's going to be yeah. very, very soon. But I really want to tell you about this platform and how we're sharing the stories in their voice of the people that we speak to. Um, I'm just really impressed with the quality and the functionality of uh, our new platform on Podbean and our new website that's coming out today. So for the serious hosts out there, our Princess Highway Package gets you launched from your idea to a episode up on the platform within four weeks and you can go straight to the website to check out more information. Yep, so we've just had um, Cameron Lang join us and we invited Cam to be um, because not only he's a huge supporter of Shire Pod and the Being There Podcast community initiative, but one of his own that is going gangbusters. But first, when we sat down with Cam to discuss how we can support each other, he told us he is a personal trainer. So we um, want to include him on this nutrition episode to give us some insight into fueling your body for exercise, good health, energy, and mental health. So tell us a little bit about the benefits of understanding nutrition when you're exercising or training, Cam. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, good. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, healthy nutrition. Um, I was probably the last guy you would ever think to become a personal trainer and even end up owning my own gym eventually. Um, Before I became a PT, in my mid-20s, I played guitar in a band for seven years. Yep. So healthy eating and nutrition wasn't really something that I was passionate about. Bit of a different lifestyle, um, isn't it? Yeah, you know, there was a lot of long days on the road and um, drinking heavily and eating junk. Yeah. And that was day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Yep. Um, so when we sort of got to the back end of uh, the success that the, the band had, um, probably getting towards my 30s, I, the band kind of, we collectively shut it all down and, um, you know, I felt like I was kind of in no man's land for a little while there. Um, And it was really off the back of uh, a really good friend saying, hey, you know, you've got a big personality. Have you ever thought about becoming a personal trainer? Because that's what he did. He was a a plumber at the time for six years and he made the transition into becoming a PT. Um, And I just went, screw it. Yeah. Okay. I'll go study, see, see if I like it or not. And I was only a few weeks into studying, becoming a PT and, and going to lectures and um, that I absolutely loved it. Uh, I just, it was this new thing in my life. And, you know, I started looking more into what healthy eating meant and, and what uh, a healthy lifestyle looked like. And I think it was like a punch in the face, the way I started to feel myself after spending years of drinking and eating crap and just, you know, waking up feeling pretty terrible. Um, 
yeah, the, the, that feeling of waking up fresh and, and early and not being hungover, yeah. it, it's like, wow, food is doing this to me. Like yeah. being healthy is doing this. This is why I feel like this. And you started gravitating towards wanting to feel like that all the time rather than feeling like you get addicted to feeling you that get, good. You get, you got, well, I, and I still am to this day. So, yeah. you know, I became a PT and uh, started working for a gym and, um, you know, got right into food prepping and, um, you know, I was for a while there, I was, I, I got quite obsessed with only cause I loved it, not cause I was obsessed, but I loved counting calories and doing my macros and, and, you know, cause I was training hard every day and, and I needed to recover cause I was sore and, and things like that. So nutrition played a huge key and a huge role, um, in being able to perform every day as well. Yeah. Um, and one thing led to another and there was an opportunity one day to, to start my own gym and go off on my own. And yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that's a great story, though, from going from a lifestyle that's so different to being really into yeah. exercising and nutrition. And Because I really connected with Tanya when she was like, it was from necessity almost. Um, yeah. It was a journey that, you know, when I became a PT, you know, I think most of my friends in my immediate circle were like, what? Cam, Cam's becoming a PT. Isn't he that rock star guy that drinks all the time? But it was very much that perception. You know, yeah. I had to deal with that a lot. Like people were like, yeah, right, as if. Why would we Why would we believe you? Why would we trust you with anything to do with nutrition and things like that? But, you know, as the years went by and, um, yeah, I realized that it, it did come from something that I, I never thought I would do, so... And I guess working as a personal trainer, you're wanting to inspire your clients and motivate them. So from you having that story, they know that, you know, they can actually change and it can yeah. be good and they can feel great. Yeah, anything is possible, seriously. Like I, if you told me 10 years ago, hey, you're going to be a PT after the, the playing guitar in a band, I would yep. have been like, yeah, right, as if. Like yep. why would I want to do that? Like boring. Yeah. Um, but now I love it. Yeah, like, you've really found your passion yeah, and, and what you, you know, enjoy doing. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, that's really fantastic. So um, so I want to ask a question about um, protein because this is something that you do put into your juices. Talk to us about that. How important is it? Protein is huge, you know, like it, it's – it's the building blocks to building strong lean muscle. It's what keeps you full um, and it helps you recover. Um, it's, yeah, like you can't just fill yourself with, you know, carbs and fats. You, you, you need uh, the, the whole thing. So it's extremely important when you're, especially if you're training all the time and, and you have to perform, um, yeah. Sure. I mean, in, in terms of our programs, as mentioned before, because we've done a, you know, we, we do them individually um, and we ask the client if they're going to be training during or, you know, if they've got a heavy training schedule and we would um, uh, we would alter their program to suit that. So we, if we were to use, put protein uh, powders in any of our smoothies, they're like pure protein pure pea protein powder um, or fermented brown rice protein powder. Um, I'm very wary of the many protein powders there are on the market um, that are, you know, bright pink and and all sorts of crazy colours. Do you make your own stuff? Do you get your own stuff made? Like do you make it yourself? We we don't have our own brand as such of protein powder, but we use, um, so for example, Honest to Goodness is a really good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's just pure 
pure pea protein. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and then also, as I said, sprouted brown rice protein powder yep. as well. Um, because we're adding them to smoothies that have already already got, you know, 10 other ingredients. Mm. They don't need to be flavoured or mm. you know, artificially sweetened. Yeah, cool. um, yeah. And there's, you know, and then, and also there there is a protein content in, um, in the green leafies that we use because we're using them in such high quantities. Um, you know, so nutrient-dense, there is a protein content in those. Um, we also, I didn't touch on this before, but we also make bone broths, um, which are fantastic not just for the protein but also for the gut health, gut health and collagen as well. So, um, yeah, we use uh, bone broth and people can incorporate those into their cleanse programs as well. Um, and bone broth is fantastic. I could talk all day just to, just about <laughs> bone broth. But in terms of, yeah, uh, specifically for its, yeah, it's gut healing benefits. Um, and again, you know, for the protein factor. And it can be something that can be consumed just straight on its own. Um, and it can be added to many different meals. Like I just added it to some stir fry veggies the other night. It just not only for the flavor, enhance the flavor, but also for the nutritional factor as well. And you do... Um Nut milks as well? Yep. Do you make your own nut milks? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we do almond, almond macadamia, walnut, Brazil nut, cashew, uh, hemp milk. We make yep. sunflower seed milk. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Which are really yummy. So I, I, yeah, I want to just touch on this as well. Um, there's so much confusion out there a lot of the time about how to have a healthy life and what to eat when. Um, I love that you've got a personalised program, but if somebody was just wanting to just make a few changes, like what is it, what are some of the things that you guys would recommend um, that you start with, like especially in terms of food? Because I think that's the biggest thing for people, isn't it? Like for us, it's just a habit that you do. You just go for the same kind of thing. So I think you have a bit of guidance. Sure. I mean, I think that there, there are so many sort of different eating styles out there. You know, there's paleo, there's vegan, yeah. there's keto. And you, and you look at all the different philosophies on, on each of those eating programs and one thing that they all have in common is more green vegetables. You know, no one can argue, no one can argue about not eating green vegetables, no matter what plan you're on, you know, whether you're vegan, whether you're paleo, anything, you know, whether you're training hard, green vegetables is where it's at, you know, and and there's not a lot of people that would just be happy just to sit down and eat a whole plate of green vegetables, but that's where juicing and smoothies come in so well is yeah. that you can just chuck them in, you know, and, you know, you. I'm always happy to give my clients because so many of my clients get into the juicing and smoothie thing after they've done a program and I'm always happy to chat with them about how to make them taste nice. But even though they're vegetable prominent, um, it's just about tweaking the recipes just to make sure that they're um, yeah, the right balance of still veggie prominent but, but still taste great, you know, and, and, and that's why people say to me, why don't why don't you just eat the vegetables and fruit? And it's like, well, we don't, you know, in, in yeah. terms of instead of juicing. And it's like, well, we don't. So <laughs> you know, you've got to get them somehow. You've got to get mm. them somehow. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think um, you touched on habits just before. Like when we had the gym, it was if people came in. It's like they could, the training part was all there. We did all done for you training. And the most confusing part for people was nutrition. Like you just touched, you just said six different diets just then. And it's like, oh, which one's the best for me? But you talked about habit and it was like, okay, well, what are your habits right now? And we would go through those habits and a lot of them were bad. It was eating junk Sugar and eating. eating late at night and sugar and drinking and smoking and all these kinds of things. It was like, let's replace those habits with some, with some healthy habits. And, you know, the best diet, in my opinion, is the one that you can adhere to long term it's oh, not like it's not, it's, <laughs> not, it's not keto it's not paleo it's not 
you've got to be vegetarian or any of these things. It's what do you enjoy and what can you continue doing for years to come? Yeah, you know, because a lot of people will do these restrictive diets or they'll jump on the paleo bandwagon. They do it for 30 days, they lose five kilos, and then the next month they're five kilos heavier or more and they're back to the frustration and that didn't work and what do I do now? Um, Yeah, nutrition, it's just the most confusing part. And, like, we would especially at the gym, like we, we never sort of spruiked that we knew everything. If there was people that came to us that were so unbelievably frustrated and they'd done everything, they'd done juice cleanses or they'd done paleo or they'd done vegetarian and nothing worked, like we would push them to people that knew more about nutrition than we did, yeah. you know. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not going to say that I know everything about it. Um, there's people out there that do. So we would always, you know, refer them. them refer them on yeah for sure yeah. and I think that's really important too because I've, I've especially had that but mine was hormonal yeah right and I exactly. know that Tanya you probably need to pop back in here and talk to me about that but <laughs> um, but that was an, that's another aspect and that's another that, level that, that's another, another level that you've got yeah. to try and unpack as well and when you get to that middle age so. yeah I know well my, my gym was predominantly 80% sort of 40 plus women so, you know the hip ones. To, they were the hip ones. Yeah, yeah, they're the cool ones. <laughs> ones still thinking the that we're 19 that, and can play the Strutting around in their own way. Yeah, you know, those kinds of issues would come up. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to talk to you about because I know so much about your hormones, but it was like, yeah, refer them on. Yeah. You know, refer I them think that's a real that specialty need. area that needs exactly. to be looked at. 100%. So. And we're lucky in the Sutherland Shire that we have so many fantastic health practitioners. Yeah, totally. To choose from. Did you yeah. want to nominate one? No, <laughs> not, not, not naming names. Not naming names. Not naming names. But there are. There's yeah. fantastic. Well, you know what? Listen, it's been absolutely really insightful today, and we um, we want Cam to hang around now so that um, we can talk with Penny. Um, but I did first want to say thank you so much, Mel, because it, it, it's an amazing program that you run and you. You, the fact that you're able to do it nearly all over Australia now, it's um, just grown. I, I'm sure you didn't think it was going to be this when no, you started. No, it started in my little kitchen in England, in yeah. rural England. Yeah. Um, Ten years ago, in fact, next I month. I believe that. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's incredible. Um, so I, yeah, I never knew. It was, it was just a little idea, it. wasn't it? Just a tiny little idea. Yeah, well, um, one of my family members um, ended up with a chronic lifestyle disease and, and rather than going on to medication, I started doing some research and that led me to my nutrition studies and yeah. here we are. It's always yeah. a stem. It always, like, always. Mine was like I was in the band and it crashed and burned. What am I going to do? And then I landed yeah. in the gym. And yeah. you've got a story, and Tanya's got a story. Like Everyone's got a backstory. We, yeah. That's why we're here. That's we want to find here, out right? what the backstory <laughs> is because they're really interesting. That's where drivers get their passion from and their yep. drive. Yeah. Because there's an issue yeah. and they want to solve it or fix yes. it or help someone. Yeah. yeah. No. So we really appreciate you coming in. It's thank you so much. And we can find you at Detox Delivered on Instagram. Correct. Best hashtags ever. <laughs> Best photographer. Always in Bali. <laughs> Not anymore. Every time, every time I see a photo, it's just always in Bali. Go, oh, she's still in Bali. Like, yeah, she no. needs to come home. But just on Not the fitness anymore. thing, I did want to tell you about um, something that's going on this weekend that down at Cronulla. It's the uh, 24-hour row. And you can find more information at 24hourrow.com. Basically, it's a live event that's going, uh, the boys down there, I think it is boys, most of the boys, and maybe a few women, um, are going to be doing rowing for 24 hours to raise money for mental health. And the program is um, part of the, uh, for with Gus Warland, 
who is all about, you know, staying healthy. So I think it's in the real theme too. They're going to be feeding these people. They're going to, they have to literally keep these rowing machines going for 24 hours. Yeah. And I've been invited down to do the interviews with uh, all their little people that turn up. I'm sure the mayor will be there. Yes, Camelo will come and say hello. You're getting on a rower. Uh, <laughs> you'll be getting on the rower. As well. <laughs> You're not getting off. <laughs> and you need to stay there for three hours. Yes. Um, he, he is quite fit actually. He did do a walk from uh, Bundina wherever it was for the Michael Tynan challenge oh, last yes. year, didn't he? So, mm. um, but we've got some secrets about that as well. Now, so yeah, so that's going on this weekend if you want to pop down there or you can go straight to the website. We'll put it in the show notes and you can donate as well. For, so they're raising a lot of money for the um, those that mental health programs that Gus Wallen runs down there. Right, Amanda, shall we bring in Penny and Dylan for yep. the sports report? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, Cam, talk to me about, um, have you done martial arts before? I've worked with martial arts centres. <laughs> I've never done martial arts before, no. Okay, so we've got a bit of an expert in here. Yes. Um, this is Penny Underwood and she runs um, Zone Martial Arts yep. here in Miranda. And we're going to be asking her some questions about um, what it is for women's fitness. But I want to have, bring you in on this conversation because I think there's something else that you can add uh, value to it in terms of women's empowerment and confidence, especially with the clients that you would have had in the gym yeah. and what that does for people. So welcome, Penny. How are you this morning? Thank you for getting up nice and early. No problems. How did you get into martial arts? I was convinced by my husband to come and join a class, even though I thought it was way too aggressive and too hard for me. Oh, okay. Because I, I, as a as a former introvert, not today. You're on a microphone yes, today. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, martial arts always seemed a bit scary and a bit too yeah too hard and too aggressive and not my scene. Mm. Um, but then when I actually tried it out, I realised. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a really great time and then 20 years have passed and here I am. And what level are you up to? I am a fourth dan black belt in taekwondo and a first dan in swords, Korean swords. Wow. And see, I don't actually know what that means. So can you explain <laughs> it for the people on the planet that don't know what that means? So you go up through the coloured belts um, from white all the way up to black belt and then once you hit black belt, you... Most of the time there's a year and then you can get go for your second level black belt and then you have to wait two years and go for your third and then three years and go for fourth, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's a fairly intense discipline. How many times yes. a, a, week, a week are we doing this? Um, I'm down at the club teaching at least two or three times a week, um, but, yeah, usually I'm there about three or four times a week. Wow. Now, we've got Dylan here and she's prepared some questions for you. Excellent. Um, Dylan. What would you like to ask Penny? Um, zone martial arts promotes fun, fitness, and self-defense for all ages. It is more than just physical effort and exercise. Martial arts builds. It's more than just physical effort, exercise, strong minds at the same time as building stronger bodies and all allows you to 
exceed expectations at work, school and at play. How did you get involved? Where did your passion for martial arts come from? So once I started doing classes and... I realised um, basically I uh, grew in self-confidence and it's, I would say that martial arts has actually helped me to um, in job interviews, in life in general, making new friends, just a lot more self-confidence. Um, it's very empowering um, for uh or anyone really. So Penny and her team teach for streams of martial arts where students then can follow their joy to be a black belt. Can you tell us more about each one of the benefits as I have been looking on? your website and they look fantastic and I believe you are a black belt yourself. I am indeed a black belt. Uh, So we have four streams of martial arts. There's Taekwondo which most people know about, uh, very traditional Korean, lots of kicking, punching, Uh, there's always patterns in there for each grade. We also teach Korean swords which is called Item Gumdo, which is uh, just basically a lot of patterns, learning how to cut, a very technique-based, um, but also a lot of fun because you get to swing a sword. And who doesn't like swords? <laughs> um, there is also... My ten-year-old loves a sword. Everyone loves a sword. And you say to kids, oh, do you want to play with a sword? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Um, we also do one called Sunmudo, which is a, a slower one. It's a, There's a lot of core work and um, flexibility work. There's still – you can still do uh, gradings and patterns through that and work your way up to a, being a black belt in Sunmudo. That one my husband went to Korea and learnt at a um, Buddhist temple that teaches Sunmudo. Um, which is fairly intense experience when you live in the temple to do your training. Um, and the last one we do is called Tachyon, which is also a very traditional, um, it's actually an, an older style of Korean martial arts, um, older than Taekwondo. And it has some really good hits, uh, really good defense techniques, a lot of good takedowns. That's a lot of fun, that one. That all sounds awesome, Penny. Can you tell us more about your kids' program? Do you have special school holidays camps and how we can get involved? Okay, so we don't actually run any school holidays programs at the moment, um, but for kids, if we run something called uh, Little Dragons, so... Um, from four years of age, you can start doing Taekwondo, martial arts, which is a lot of um, a lot of motor skills involved. It's when you're when you're four years old, it's not about memorizing a pattern or anything, um, but it's mostly motor skills, confidence, um, 
building those skills like focusing and listening and standing still, which four-year-olds generally struggle with. Um, and then once you get a bit older, sort of that uh, six to seven, you go into the main Taekwondo kids program, working your way up through the belts there. Uh, we have several uh, black belts that are sort of like that 9, 10, 11, 12 years old sort of age range. When they started, we've got a few that started in the Little Dragons program at five and have worked their way through. Um, and now they are assistant instructors. So we have kids that have been here for five or six years that are now black belts and they're assisting younger kids that are four and five to, um, to learn martial arts, which I always find is very empowering for young kids to be able to teach others and teach kids younger than themselves. And then the smaller kids, it's not so scary when, you know, someone who's only 10 years old is trying to teach you something as opposed to an adult who might be a bit taller and a bit scarier. We also do a kids swords program called the Little Tigers. So all those little five and six-year-olds that just think, yes, yeah, swords is fun. <laughs> um, we can do, yeah, we, we run a similar program to the Dragons with Swords and they get to learn different cutting techniques and motor skills, stuff like that, before they can, um, they're old enough to go into the Junior Swords program. Why do you think martial arts is good for girls? I think that martial arts is very good for girls. It's... um. You tend to think that girls, uh, you know, traditionally we're a bit more quiet and a bit, you know, when, um, yeah, we're a bit quieter and less aggressive than the boys and, it, and it's seen as a bit out there to be more aggressive. But I think that especially as you get older, having an outlet for your um Especially in teenage years, I find there's a lot of emotions and you can become, like, angry or aggression and you've got, you haven't got, always got a healthy outlet for that. And I think that having martial arts is a very healthy way of expressing just your everyday anger at, you know, you might be angry at your classmates or, you know, when you're older, your co-workers, your family, and you need a healthy way to release that anger and get it out of your system. And there is nothing more satisfying than coming down to a class and punching a punching bag. And then you can leave class feeling calm and serene and at peace with the world again. That all sounds really fun, doesn't it, Dylan? Yeah. Yeah, do you think you would like to give it a go with the swords? Yeah? Yeah, you could be a Jedi. <laughs> uh, there is a lot of kids that sit there going, oh, swords, can I be a Jedi? Sure. <laughs> Actually, that's not just kids, that's adults. Well, no, right. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Thanks for your time to today and joining us on the Being There podcast. We have all learned a heap about martial arts, the benefits and zone martial arts. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your excellent questions, Dylan. So thank you, Dylan, for that awesome interview. We found out a lot of information. Is there anything else you want to share about your business or how you got initially into martial arts or a bit of that history? Um, sure. I so Zone Martial Arts is uh, we're fairly local down at Miranda on Port Hacking Road down near Hungry Jacks. 
and the team there. So it's run by myself and my husband, Mark, who's a fifth down there. And there, we also have a team of instructors, fourth dance, third dance, and like I said, even the junior leadership team, there's a whole bunch of first dance that are helping the younger kids come up through the ranks. Um, but yeah, like I said, we run classes four nights a week and Saturday mornings. There's loads of different classes with different age groups. And we also, although we are all like, you know, kids need that um, confidence and it helps with school, maybe school bullying, just that confidence to speak up and and stand your ground. It's not particularly about learning like it's everyone perceives it as learning how to fight, but it's learning more about how to stand up for yourself and, and not need to, to punch someone. So in having face that like inner yeah, strength that you know that it's okay. Yeah, you, that you, you can, can just go. Not you need to, you know telling someone to just take a step back and not. Yeah, I think it's great for kids, them. especially girls. How you said get them involved and what it can help them with. Like, yeah, because really they don't always you know it's it's not always uh, seen as a, acceptable for girls to be like you know loud and aggressive. But this is the perfect place to let. That kind of side of you out, yeah, and we definitely encourage that. And it's not just kids as well. The, we've got a lot of, got a lot of ladies, and um, a lot of our teachers are female in in all of the genres of martial arts that we have. We have in female instructors in in all those categories, and um, we've got a lot of mums as well, working mums that just need an outlet for their life frustration. <laughs> yeah, but the physical activity will do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it, it gets the endorphins going and you're sitting yep. there going, I'm like, my husband's annoying me or my work is annoying me or whatever it is and you can come and... But men are very much the same anyway, aren't they? They need that physical outlet. No, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we had, or when I was at the gym, there, there was a ton of... Guys who lacked confidence as well, not not mm. just the fact that they wanted an outlet to go and lift heavy stuff. Um, they wanted confidence in themselves, and and a lot of these guys were husbands uh, of some of the wives that we had down there, and they were just as shy as the wife was to walk into a new place and feel the intimidation of people looking at them. So the, the, a huge part of it was um, the confidence of them yeah. as well. And I think, I think if, if you look good, you feel good, and then you just you do snowballs. Good. Yeah, yeah. It snowballs totally. completely. Well, we really appreciate everybody that's come on today. We're actually going to do a little bit of a shot here now. Ooh. So shot, 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 shot. <laughs> so what we might do is we might just get Mel back into the seat so she can tell us how to do this because these are her little ginger shots. There you go. And um, I feel like I need to give you a little cup so that you can have. No, it it's all yours. That's fine. I don't know if I can go down the hole. I reckon you probably can do it. All right. Tell us what's in these ones again. Sure. Uh, so it's fresh turmeric root, ginger, lemon, and apple. Right. And okay. it's in a tiny little bottle. We're going to video this and put it up later, as you can see. We're going to cheers. So, <laughs> cheers. Are you ready? They're pretty fiery. Cheers, cheers, probably cheers, might right? need two, two, like two, two, sips. two sips. Okay. And go. Oh, look at that. Wow. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Get hit at the end, was it? Mm. That's nice. <laughs> Rack them up, baby. Wow. We, wow. Need, we need these at the bar, not the. Yeah, absolutely. Not the vodka. No hangovers. Oh. 
I'll have a, I'll have a dozen of those things. Mm. <laughs> All right. Now, just just on that, if you are looking to um, create new habits in your lifestyle, you want to be healthy, you want to be fitter, all of this stuff that we've spoken about today because it is really affecting, like it really does impact on their mental health um, and the way that we feel about ourselves, which actually impacts on the way we feel about each other because half the time we're projecting. Correct. And if we're a little bit frustrated, a bit angry, a bit upset, um, we're normally taking it out on somebody that's close to us or somebody that we love. So I just wanted to tell you about Coach Mel's latest episode. Just dropped. Um, just dropped this week and it's all about goals. And she talks about how in the 80s we used to talk about these smart goals and it's progressed. After 30 years, we now have these visualised goals and it's a great strategy. So go over to the Shire Pod on Podbean, listen to Mel's, um, I think it is called Goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, she actually walks you through the strategy itself. So yeah, so uh, calming and just really positive the way she walks you through it. We are just having so much great feedback about her podcast series and to think that, you know, she's only started in March and February um, and creating that. She's done about seven episodes and she's just loving it. Yeah, she's smashing it. So good. She's smashing it. We can't wait to see what else she's going to bring out for the rest of the year. (laughs) So the Being There podcast is produced by the Sutherland Shire Podcast Station, the Shire Pod, for a profit community broadcasting platform that reinvests back into the businesses that support them by keeping promotion and marketing costs low and consistent. Incidentally, we grow personal brands and boost business profiles. So, (laughs) yeah, now we started this particular series on the 3rd of July as a community initiative to support and the promotion of local businesses in the Shire, especially our cafes who have been hit so hard by COVID-19. We would love you being a part of it. And, um, yeah, so how can you get involved? Tell us, Pip. Okay. Um, ShirePod is the community initiative and basically you just need to reach out to us if you'd like to be a guest on our show or you can fit in with one of our themes. We're going to be putting up where we're going to be for the next five weeks, but we do know next week that we are at Cafe 1770 out at Kernel. Kernel, yeah. And Sarah Jo will be joining us again because that is her hometown and um, they've got some great environmental stuff going on. We're also speaking um, with the national parks as well uh, and getting a whole thing about what's going on for the wolves as well as uh, the uh, Aboriginal lands and stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really great. It's, it's really going to be episode. a really big episode again. But I think this one has been pretty epic, so I'd like <laughs> <laughs> and really deep. So I'd like to thank um, Cam and Tanya and Mel and Rob. We had Catherine, we had Penny, we had Dylan and Jay and Amanda and myself. And we just want you to know that, um, you know, if you've loved what you've heard today on the podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And we recommend that you leave a review because this is what we're um, promoting this week is really about telling those businesses how much you love them, um, what they've been able to provide for you, especially during this particular process. Give the positive feedback say it because as a small business owner you really appreciate and when you get those calls and messages you got one you know, yesterday how did yeah. you feel when you got that phone call yesterday <laughs> it was the simplest thing but just calling up and just saying they're really happy with the business cards that they had received and they were beautiful and they were a bit fancier than normal but just it's nice feedback rather than just getting them and going oh yeah they're great yeah. and not passing that on it's such so. a great motivator it for makes people such a business. difference like we all the first thing you do when you hear about a business or someone says hey we're going to this restaurant or that cafe you jump on and read reviews like yeah. you go straight to Facebook or straight to Google and even if you're buying a new product you're like oh, I might just look up and see if anyone said anything great about it and 
that can be the difference between going there and not going there. Like, I think we've all become serial researchers, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because we really don't want to waste our time or our money. So yeah, if I want to know that it's good. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if it says it's good, I'm going there. And kind like, of these referrals are kind of like liquid gold. Like, if people are going to refer you, it just holds so much more than what yeah, you can yeah. read anywhere else. Yeah. But the only ones that count are on Apple iTunes, so go there and review <laughs> your podcast on Apple because you need to get into the new and noteworthy section to get any traction. But we are getting great traction. We've got thousands of downloads going on on our Podbean as well as all of the other platforms where you can get it. You'll find all the links for all the information again in the show notes but also on the blog that we're creating that um, brings us great traction and um, we just want to say thank you very much. Because, thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Reminder, 7am next week. We'll be here. Yep. Again. We'll be here. See you then. Okay. Be listening to the Being There podcast. Now, before we go today, I also want to talk to Cam about his epic launch with Southside Local. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the benefits are for being a VIP member? Yeah, so the Southside Local platform is a community incentive and our aim is to help connect more customers with local businesses here in the Sutherland Shire using our systems. Now, one of the systems that we're using right now is a digital membership card to the Southside local platform. Uh, it uses mobile wallet technology. It allows customers to quickly create their membership with us and install that membership pass onto their phone quite easily. Now, that one card is loaded with, you know, right now there's about 30 different deals and discounts um from businesses all around the shire so we've been partnering with um you know cafes and restaurants and salons and dentists and you know some e-com products and and online fruit and veg and website designers and all these different deals way too many to to um name right now but all of those deals and discounts are found in our facebook group um and all of their terms and conditions uh, and if you are a Southside VIP member and you have a digital pass on your phone, you can redeem any of those offers at any time just by taking your membership card into that store or using the discount code that that business has provided to us online. Now, right now, we've got about 400 VIP members and counting um, and the card is really simple to use, is really easy to create and it works very much like uh, you know, your Groupon and your deal of the day style websites uh, where, like I said, customers can bring their card in, in store, just show it to the business owner or an employee there and they're, they're, they can say, hey, I'm here to redeem your Southside local offer. Uh, now, the great thing about partnering with our platform, if you are a business owner, is we're not taking any kind of cut of your profit right now. It's free for business owners to get involved and it's also free for customers to create a VIP membership card, but it won't be free forever. But if you, you know, if you get involved right now, 
um, it will be free for you forever. Um, jump on our website, southsidelocal.com.au. Follow the prompts to create a digital card. Um, if you're a business owner, same thing, jump on our website, follow the prompts to register your business, or you can jump onto our Instagram page. Again, the handle is just Southside Local. Follow the link in our bio uh, and you can register yourself as a customer or a business owner. So I'd like to thank um, Cam and Tanya and Mel and Rob. We had Catherine, we had Penny, we had Dylan and Jay and Amanda and myself. And we just want you to know that, um, you know, if you've loved what you've heard today on the podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And we recommend that you leave a review because this is what we're um, promoting this week is really about telling those businesses how much you love them, um, what they've been able to provide for you, especially during this particular process. Give the positive feedback, say it, because as a small business owner, you really appreciate when you get those calls and messages. You got one yesterday. How did you feel when you got that phone call yesterday? (laughs) It was the simplest thing, but just calling up and just saying they're really happy with the business cards that they had received and they were beautiful and they were a bit fancier than normal. But just it's nice feedback rather than just getting them and going, oh, yeah, they're great and not passing that on. It's such a great motivator. It makes such a difference. Like we all, the first thing you do when you hear about a business or someone says, hey, we're going to this restaurant or that cafe, you jump on and read reviews. Like yeah. You go straight to Facebook or straight to Google. And even if you're buying a new product, you're like, oh, I might just look up and see if anyone said anything great about it. And that can be the difference between going there and not going there. Like, I think we've all become serial researchers, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because we really don't want to waste our time or our money. So yeah, if I want to know that it's good. Yeah. So, like, if it says it's good, I'm going there. And kind like, of these referrals are kind of like liquid gold. Like, if people are going to refer you, it just holds so much more than what yeah, you can read yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. But the only ones that count are on Apple iTunes, so go there and review <laughs> your podcast on Apple because you need to get into the new and noteworthy section to get any traction, but we are getting great traction. We've got thousands of downloads going on on our Podbean as well as all the other platforms where you can get it. You'll find all the links for all the information, again, in the show notes, but also on the blog that we're creating that um, brings us great traction. And um, we just want to say thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Reminder, 7 a.m. next week. We'll be here. Yep, again. We'll be here. See you then. Okay. You've been listening to the Been There podcast.